At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. Good to have you on board here on Follow the Money. It is VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. You okay? You all right? Getting your stretches in? Yeah, the back. You, know. you, ever do, you ever do yoga? I should do that, and I should do stretching exercises. Yeah, they're supposed to be good. A long time ago, a girl girlfriend wanted to take me to the yoga. I said, nah. You said, nah. Can't do it. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I just need to exercise, period. Well, I mean, that would be one thing. I think the ear infection slash vertigo last Uh week may have been a sign. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, hit or miss. What are you going to do? Although that's a little random, I would say. Yeah, tough. Okay, so we have the pro football betting guy coming up later on this month, coming out at VSIN. And we're going to talk about it a lot next week. And I know that uh, many of you have been placing bets in the NFL for a while now. I have a couple of bets this year as well that I've made and uh, making more as the uh, days go by. So we'll discuss like our division winners here, wild card teams, two Super Bowl participants um, this season in the AFC this year. And look, I mean, I'm actually a little chalky this year, and I it kind of makes me throw up I'm in my mouth a little bit because I don't typically do this. I take more long shots to make the playoffs because we have that turnover every single year. I do have a worst to first though story. There you go, and that is in the AFC. This has happened every year. Pretty much, pretty much every single year, right? Only two, only or th- twice. I think it's only two or three times since realignment. There you yep. go. That sounds accurate. That also is available at DraftKings, and the yes is minus three dollars. <sighs> Will it happen? Wow. Okay. That's that's a big number, but yep. So I wrestled th- with with this one um, last weekend. Finally landed on the Jets to win the AFC East. Am I confident enough to make a bet in that? No, I'm not. But these are our picks, and so we don't have to have bets in all these single, you know, every single teams. But we still want to be right. I do. I mean, the defense. There was a lot to like last year. The defense was really good. the The draft they had a year ago was. I mean, come on, for a first year draft, the rookies to play like they did, and they were. All you have to do is consider this. They had the rookie of the year on the team, like he was turning into the favorite to win the award. Then he got hurt, and another player stepped up and won yep. the award anyway. And their defensive player, Sauce Gardner, won the defensive rookie of the year. They were clearly missing a quarterback. They bring in Aaron Rodgers, who was not great last year. But you have a bet that you made, right, that you found. And I I, I don't hate it. It's on Garrett Wilson to what? 30-1 to to have the most yards. I think they're going to have that rapport. I could do an hour on the Jets here. Um, I think Rodgers has a, a, a big year, a bounce back year. He's... Who's who's better with the rabbit ears and oh, bulletin board nobody. material, right? Chip on the shoulder guy. So 
I know they had seven wins last year, and five of them were against backup quarterbacks. But I just think even if Rodgers has a typical Rodgers season, you're going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers and yep. how already they like him and how they despised Wilson and he was so bad. And they would have made the playoffs with Mike White if he was the quarterback the whole season. Probably. So you, you have a good running game. You have a solid defense. You have weapons. You have Rodgers with something to prove. And uh, I think they get to 10 wins. Now, the other, now first things first, you got to beat the Patriots. What, was that 14 in a row? Something like that? Yeah. But uh, they did play well against the Bills last year. Yes, they did. Uh, could have swept that team. Yes. They did not. They took one of them, right. though. And got swept by the Patriots, and Wilson was atrocious. Sure. I mean, New England did nothing on offense in those two games and got both wins in 12 years. The streaks needs to come to an end. 12 straight years the Jets have failed to make the playoffs. No, I do like the Bills. I have them as a playoff team, but I certainly, and this is going back now a couple years, I don't think like this Bills, Christ, their win total last year was like 13 at some spots. Took them in the blackjack draft at like plus 370 yeah. to win the Super Bowl. I, I think there's yeah. been something amiss with their power rating um, over the last, you know, and no it, it, it continues this year. So I'm not as high as uh, on Buffalo as everybody else is, but I do have them a playoff team. You got to be concerned about the Diggs thing. There's something going on, whether he doesn't like Allen or he blames Allen or wants more input in the offense. You get these diva wide receivers, man. Anything can happen. I mean, he's screaming now. Well, here's the thing, right? That that playoff game and oh, so digs bad. on the sideline against the Bengals. So bad. How, how long ago was that now? That's five months? I texted you in the first quarter. This thing's over. Never made a run. So that's half a year. And this guy waits until the OTAs and like this time huh. to like piss and moan about it. Like they, they never got over this. They never talked about it. They never... Took, oh, man, that, that's, I hate that idea. But anyway, um, I also have the Dolphins making it as a wild card team. I went back and forth several times in the North for the winner. Uh, I think the Browns can make the playoffs. I don't have them in. Um, I have, it was between the Bengals and the Ravens. I landed on Cincinnati. They better get off to a better start, though, because they're slow starters the last two years, and they got to play catch-up for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Chiefs, hello, Captain Obvious. I did take Jacksonville, and then... Those are my AFC teams. Okay. Sounds about right. You know, some of this I went a little chalk, but I did have four new playoff teams. So, I mean, it's difficult, especially in the AFC. I'm high on the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a big year. They add Aguilar. You're going to add a healthy Bateman. You get OBJ, Flowers. Who knows? Are they getting Hopkins as well? They started the season 9-4. and four. They were blowing leads left and right, halftime leads. Five of their seven losses we're by one score, and Monken is now the OC. Uh, Chiefs to win the West until someone can beat Mahomes. Good luck, right? Can't get there with the Chargers either. And you got to respect Andy Reid. Reluctantly took the Bills to win the East. I don't know. I go back and forth on Miami, too. They haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I can't believe that. Jacksonville to win the South, minus 150. I think that's a good bet. Jets wild card, Bengals wild card. I have the Bengals winning the Super Bowl, which I know Strange is a wild card, but wanted to be a little bit different in there as well. And I don't like this at all, but I took the Chargers, who won 10 games last year. This is from Warren Sharp. The quarterbacks they beat, Mills, Mariota, Brissett, Mayfield, Foles, Wilson, Tannehill, Murray, Carr, Tua. They won three games all year by a touchdown or more. The teams they beat by more than a touchdown. Mills, 3-13-1 Texans. The four twelve and one Colts with Nick Foles and the five and twelve Rams with Baker Mayfield. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I know. I, and so, of the playoff teams, I don't have been. Certainly, it was a thought in my head going around about the Dolphins, the Browns. Did you give any consideration to the, to the Browns? No, I didn't. Okay. Although people are high on them, and that's, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta respect the Steelers and Tomlin. I know you have to. I know what they did last year. And then, all, like the other two teams were from the West with the Chargers and the Broncos, but I eventually left them on the cutting room floor. My NFC teams, I'm going to go back with the Eagles. Again, this would be the first repeat winner in this yep. division in almost 20 years. Yep. Um, in the North, I actually I have Green Bay. And this is a really good email that we got, and I failed to bring this up in the first hour of the show, but this is from um, John. And he, he points out, I don't even like this team, but I cannot imagine the relief of having Rodgers gone. The coaches and the players, the front office, now they're the ones that are saying R-E-L-A-X, that he's out of there. 
I see something coming that is going to shock most. He's all in on the win total over the playoffs division, even sprinkled Super Bowl. If you watched, and I pointed this out before, that I'm a big uh, body language guy. If you watched Jordan Love come in when Rodgers missed some time last year, they absolutely rallied around that guy. Um, and so Rodgers was also not great last year. If Love just puts up those numbers, they were a four-and-a-half-point favorite on Sunday night against the Lions to make the playoffs. They lost at home. How do you like the Minnesota Vikings, number one? And number two, I mean, I, I hope they get it done, but boy, everyone's on the Lions. No, I know. I mean, it scares me. They haven't won a bit. playoff game in 30 years. Let me give you. I, this. I hope they can finally do it this year, and and certainly how they closed the season was phenomenal. This is from Scott, who is a lifelong Vikings fan. He asked the question: Do you really think that the Vikings' offense will be any worse than last year? Probably not. Yet won 13 games with a 31st ranked defense. No way possible. A Brian Flores defense will be worse than 20th and probably better. Jefferson, Osborne, Addison, and Hackinson adds up to 27 points per game. No, it could be bad. No, no, yeah. Cousins could struggle. Yeah, sure he could. Yes, he could. I, I, actually, could I actually do think the offense yes, could, could be worse than last year. They won every close and, game. Oh, by the way, Scott, this is, I mean, you got you got to use your, your, you can't use your heart all the time. He says, easy money, Cousins over Goff any day. Are we sure? First year, Brian Johnson, no. OC with the Lions last year. Goff looked awesome. Yeah. And he was, but for what it's worth, Goff was really good with the Rams his first couple of years. Then he lost it, and he bounced back last year. Come on, what were they? They were down thirty to nothing to the Colts. Yes, yep. Matt Ryan. That's Everything right. went their way. They caught all the breaks, and we and everyone knew they were going to go out early in the playoffs, and they did. Yep. Detroit would have been a dangerous team in the playoffs. Oh, no question, dangerous. Yep. And they, I, they ruined Green Bay's season. And I think overall, I have I have to go back and check last year. I think I have five new playoff teams this year. Come to think of it, I didn't know what to do with it. With the, with the well, well, I did go Dallas. I still think Minnesota. It's hard. With the playoff teams, the wild card in the NFC. I'm with you. For the first time since 2004, we'll get a back-to-back winner in the NFC East. I'm high on the Eagles. Um, I think Saints and 49ers have got to be the way to go with the division winners there. But I, I went Panthers. I took a shot. But it's hard. I mean, there's just the NFC. at the Yikes. Can't get there with the Giants because of the schedule. You know, guys getting paid now. I think Lombardi's on to something there. Brent Musburger uh, in the guide. He's going to have his predictions are going to be in there as well. I'll give you one of Brent's. He has Seattle winning the uh, NFC West. Okay. I think they're a good team. Lombardi has the Patriots in the playoffs. Yeah. I am completely torn on the 49ers because if they stay healthy, they can win the whole thing. I I think they they can still survive an injury or two at the quarterback position. Because you've got three guys now and just run the ball and it doesn't take much to gadget stuff to Debo and McCaffrey. Well, that said, if that does happen and Purdy's hurt, I can't wait to get your reaction after watching Sam Darnold Sam. for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember this date, folks, June 20th, when Sam Darnold comes out and he's 9 of 24 for uh, three INTs and he can't complete a single pass. It's almost here. August 3rd, Hall of Fame game. Yeah, almost that's, uh, that's like six weeks territory. Yep. Yep. You know? All right. Let's follow the money here on VSIN. Uh, the email, by the way, to chime in. More feedback. And we'll agree or disagree. It's all fun chatter here. FTM at VEASAN.com is the email to get in touch with the show. Uh, up next, win some, lose some. And we'll revisit a conversation from the first hour of today's show. Took off like a wildfire. The best opening scenes and movies ever. Next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, the gift that keeps on giving. When Lyle starts, the Royals are 0-15 this season. That's a record to start a season pitched well bullpen let him down we'll take it and the Tigers explode in the bottom of the seventh and they win and cover the run line Jared Smith's on later in the show with these nerfies and yurfies yes no run in the first inning look at these streaks Cleveland yes 11 of 12 Tampa no seven in a row St. Louis yes six in a row Twins no 12 and two run fun stuff to track and a lot of streaks with the with the nerfies and yurfies Reds minus 140 up to 170. They win. They're ninth in a row. Votto hit a home run, plus 450. Subscribe, be part of the team. His first game back, he's plus oh, 450. Boy. Yeah, not enough. Yeah, I got you. Subscribe, be part of the team. VEASAN.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos? Just once I want to run like this. Look at that now. Well, I'll never play in the, the nosebleed like this, but this was down the street at Caesars in the high limit. The person is playing 500 a hand. 500 a push in video poker. They sit down and hit aces and a kicker on triple double. That's 400,000. 10 minutes later, twos in a kicker for 200,000. Took a break, probably got something to eat, came back, aces and a kicker again, 400,000. That's a million dollars in 21 hours. He's playing 500 bucks a push. 500 a push, right now. Absolutely. I mean, the straights, flushes, and full houses are jackpots. I didn't even know, honestly, that a, a jackpot would pay 400000 I never even tried to like do the math on it because yeah. I would never sit down and play that denomination. You know sure, what I'm saying? Sure, why would you? Yeah. yeah, right. Sure. And he popped two of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about hitting that? How about hitting 600000 in 10 minutes on a video <laughs> poker machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Look at this. How about the Otter? And you, know, you don't see this every day. At the Otter video, uh, 12 years ago, oh, it's my, my fault. It's not it. 12 years ago, the Bruins racked up $150,000 bar tab celebrating the Stanley Cup at Foxwoods. We wondered about how could you spend that much money? I know you got a lot of guys that can drink and put it down, but the picture, right, Luke? You talked about this with the picture. You've got to see the size of this bottle, how big this thing is with one of them. It's bigger than one of the players. And they just take it's, it's bigger than the Stanley Cup, one of the bottles that they had uh, at the club at Foxwoods. That's how you do it. And the Knights are still partying and going strong with what they're doing. A couple of lose. I put it under lose some, but thanks to the people that sent it in, we were talking about this uh, yesterday with double exposure where the dealers' both cards are up. How about Blackjack Switch? Jack says, I love it and play it every time I come to Vegas. And then he also showed the, the payouts when you look at it. And if you have a four of a kind or a three of a kind and how you look at it as well with the pay scale, 529, there it is. See, he's got the fours, the four of a kind with the switch. And the four of a kind, 50 to one, the pair, the three of a kind. It's intriguing. No doubt about it. Hard to find. Uh, thanks for that. Sent that in. And again, double exposure is uh, at Circus Circus. I believe the only place who has it. I put this under loose some with the dog. Getting something to drink. Okay, I'm going to go in with the bowl. Big bowl. It's hot out there. A little drink and then just, okay, no more. He just lays down in the bowl and then drinks while he's in the bowl. Huh? Right? Two birds with... with uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's how you do it, right? 
Big bowl, though. And then at the end, he's just, okay, I'm not going to drink anymore and just make a mess. Definitely lose some there. It's hot out, kid. Come on. So several, ba- a couple bad beats. As you mentioned, you were on this. Padres and under becomes Giants and over. 4-2 in the ninth. They blow it. Yaz with a walk-off. 7-4 Giants. That's eight in a row. And Nationals first five. They led 5 nothing early on. 5-2 in the fifth. And you can't cash the ticket there. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. Incredible menu as always with the baseball and the NBA draft. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. It's a top. If you ain't first, you're last. Five. That's not enough, Dad! Tuesday. I've been ready for this my whole life. Top five Tuesday. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Follow the money. Top five Tuesday, and this is top five opening scenes to a movie. You're right. It's something everyone thinks about closing and having a strong ending and strong finish. Oh yeah. This is. Yeah. I, I took an uh, did an hour on this yesterday. I'm sure. I'm sure I left something out, but this was hard. I was excited to put this together. I had uh, MI3 and also uh, MI4 on honorable mentions with Apocalypse Now, Goodfellas and Casino, both too short. It's only two minutes. De Niro blown up. The car blows up when he starts it in Casino and then Goodfellas with Billy Bats in the back of the car, in the trunk. And then Pulp Fiction. Everyone be cool. This is a robbery. A uh, very good way to start. Number five, Spectre. Number four, Inglorious Bastards. Incredible dialogue and scene. 20 minutes. Walt's got the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for the movie. Dark Knight, number three. God, is that strong. And then uh, Ledger as the Joker with the bus. Awesome. Shootout. Robin the bank, Skyfall number two. This, take a peek at this again. This is over ten minutes. In the opening scene, you have a car chase, a motorcycle chase, and a scene where they're fighting on a train, and then the, and then the, uh, a shooting, and then Save the Private Ryan number one, which is uh, Omaha Beach, and just hold on, fasten your seatbelts with that one. Incredible. Top opening movie scenes, top five. Okay, so my top five, and we'll get to some of the reaction we got throughout the show today. I went with Jaws number five, and I can't believe this, but I saw on Twitter that it was actually released 48 years ago today. It was regarded as the first summer blockbuster and landmark of Hollywood. And so there's a big write-up and a huge thread on Twitter I'm going to check out after today's show. But if you recall again, when her name's Christy, I believe, they go skinny dipping, and she's taking a guy out from the party. He passes out because he's drunk. She goes out swimming on her own. This is only like two, two and a half minutes. If you watch it today, it's going to be like, oh, Mitch, that's kind of boring if you've never seen it. But you have to re- consider the times, man. 1977, Jaws. Um, no, it's actually later than that now because it was 48 years ago. That would be, what, 1975? So she's swimming. They never show the shark, but she's in trouble. And you, you know the name of the movie, so it's like, oh, my God. Okay, she's done for. People in real life after that did not. They didn't want to go swimming in the ocean. They didn't want to go swimming in pools. They freaked them out, man. So, like, it was, like, yep. awesome for back then. Number four, I totally agree. And Glorious Bastards was incredible. I rewatched it last night, the opening. Just phenomenal. Um, what, what that turns into when Waltz gets up to the farm in the house. Reservoir Dogs is number three. The dialogue in that movie might be my, my favorite dialogue of all time. That's the opening scene where all the, everybody, Mr. Pink, Mr. Black, Mr. Orange, they're all sitting down at the diner. Mm-hmm. And the conversation starts with Madonna and what does uh, like a virgin, what does that really mean? And it turns into the tipping part. And it's phenomenal. Dark Knight number two would be number one, but you can't, to me, you can't top saving Private Ryan in the first 25 minutes. Other considerations that we're getting on Twitter and uh, on email. Gladiator is coming across from a lot of people. All right, and I gotta check that out again. I gotta go it's back and watch movie, that one. It's a great movie, but I can't remember the beginning. Yep. Several, and I've, I've only watched this movie once. It was very good. Several people chiming in, there will be blood. All right. The beginning of it. Okay. And this is from Chris, an email here. Basic Instinct was a good one. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And he points out, yep. rounders when Teddy KGB shows the two red aces. Classic. Yeah, Basic Instinct. I forgot about that. Oh, Basic Instinct. That's a that winner. It starts off with a bang. Yes, uh, yes it does. That's right. Yep. Poor choice of words. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that was uh, the dialogue in that movie's awesome. Yes, it is. Stop riding me, man. I'll kick your teeth in. <laughs> I mean, that was great. Michael Douglas is awesome in that movie. Show is Sharon Stone. My God, there's some risque stuff in there. Yeah. That came out. I was in high school. Oh my God! Wow, with the you know interrogation. Newman's in that movie. He is Newman. That yeah, kid's got a good resume. He's yeah, in he there. does. You ever tie him up? You ever? <laughs> he's sweating. And now, ah, it's a good scene. You got any Coke, Nick? I got Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> got Pepsi. In got the Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Snatch the opening scene with a jewelry heist. That's a ve- that's Guy Ritchie, right? Yeah. Snatch with Brad Pitt. You I know what I watched over the weekend? Good movie. Yeah, I watched Rock and Roller. Another. That's a good movie. That's uh, Guy Ritchie too. Is that right? Another good. Guy Ritchie solid. Rock and man. Roller. When, yeah. he, when he makes a movie, like I want to watch for sure. Yeah, he came out with that Operation whatever. Uh, just came at Statham and the gal from uh, White oh, Lotus. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Uh, not bad, but uh, Guy Ritchie's got some bombs, some great movies. Oh. Very good. The Gentleman was outstanding. Yeah, not bad. That was a good Good one. dialogue, too. So, good feedback today on the show. Yeah. What, what just missed for you? Uh, Goodfellas, certainly, but I cut it out because it's only two minutes and like 20 seconds right around there. But he's in the trunk, as you said. I also consider Pulp Fiction because the dialogue is so good. It's a yeah. robbery. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, there was another one, too, that did not... Oh, um, you know, reminder earlier today, Full Metal Jacket. If I went back and watched Full Metal Jacket, I think there's a good chance I'd make my top five. But then do I want two war movies in the top five? A lot of people saying Train Spotting, which I never watched. I never saw it. I know. I saw that on several lists, too, and um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. All, all the lists I Googled that was on there as well. Yep. Um, Apocalypse Now is tough to beat, though, too. Yeah, very Eight, good. Eight, nine minutes and... Martin Sheen losing his mind at the beginning. All right, today's Major League Baseball card and betting yes, no in the first inning coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSEN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We'll talk some baseball here, including uh, Yerfies and Nerfies and how to attack that. The yes or the no for the run scored in the first inning as VSIN contributor and uh, host on Fox Sports Radio on Saturdays. Jared Smith joins the program now. Good morning, Jared. It's uh, fun to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Bright and early here out in Vegas. Uh, but this is when we get the best numbers, right? This is when the markets start to open. So exciting stuff today. You snooze and you lose, is the old <laughs> saying. Yeah. So how, first of all, I know that you've been doing this for a while. How long exactly have you been tracking? What is your overall approach to betting the yes or the no in the first uh, inning? So I started betting this market, I want to say, 10 years ago. And I probably took a break from it until recently. I, I would say the last two years it's become very popular and I saw an opportunity where there wasn't a lot of tracking for it to maybe add some information and data to the mix, because let's be honest, this is an incredibly volatile bet, six outs, one wild pitch, one mistake, one breath the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And these bets are over and done with. So they can be viewed as kind of gimmicky, but there is a formula to it. And I, it's kind of funny. Once I've really started to dive into it, I started to, to realize that of all the innings in baseball, it's really the only inning that you truly can quantify because you know exactly who is going to be hitting one, two, three in the order. And you, you know, who's going to be pitching on the other side. Once you get into the second, third, fourth, fifth innings, and then goodness sake later in the game, good luck in trying to figure out who's pitching, who's hitting, what the lineup permutations are going to look like. So it, albeit a very fluky bet, sometimes there is a little bit of method to the madness because of the sequence that's involved. Now, do you like to focus on the yes or the no? And I'll bring this up because I know one professional sports better who think of Jacob deGrom in his absolute prime when he's not hurt and he's going out there and striking out, you know, 14 guys in six innings. He would lay, I think it was like minus $4, minus $5, whatever it was, for the opposing team not to score like in every inning because he just thought deGrom... If I, if I lose one inning, I'll break even for the entire game. But if he goes out there and gives me five strong, shuts out everybody, I'm going to be win, win all those bets. So do you prefer the no side or do you look for the yes? I think the no side is the more popular side amongst recreational bettors. And I think what that's done, especially over the last, let's say, year that this bet has really become popular, 
is it's opened up value on the yes because the no is juiced heavier. I've noticed the splits at certain sports books are super wide. And I think if it skews towards the no side, which it tends to do, then it does open up a little value on the yes. Now, early in the year this season, the yes was hitting at like 55%. So we saw the sports books adjust a little bit, right? Totals moved up, scoring was up around baseball. This number is, for the most part, a derivative of the full game total. So if totals are up, then the yes run first inning will start to be juiced a little bit. Now we're kind of seeing it tilt back in the other direction. Personally, I I, I think this is a this is a handicapper's market. I I, I think there really isn't a, a side that I look to every day and say I'm going to try to find a nerfy that I like. I just punch the the numbers into the screen, right? The numbers spit out what they spit out, and then we see what the lines are, and I try to compare and contrast. The one thing about this market that is interesting, especially here in town, I can't speak to it as much anymore in, in New Jersey or some of the other bigger states where the other big box sports books are, is the splits are pretty fair here in town. So it, you can find a 15, 20 cent difference too between let's say a Circa and a, and a Westgate or a, or a South Point perhaps, because I, I, I do think small bets will move this market. I, I've had $200 bets before South Point moved this market 10, 15 cents. It's not a market that gets bet into a whole lot. And I think that's why the liquidity in it's a little lower. So you might get the mo- the movement in this market a little bit more violently. So it there there's there's opportunities on both sides is if, if you're just willing to look and, and you know bounce around different sports books. Well you play streaks. Sometimes it defies logic. Cleveland's on a sick heater, yes. Minnesota's on a sick heater, no. Yeah, streaks are interesting. I, I think the odds interest me a little bit more, Paul, because I I think when I look at a bet, for example, the Miami Marlins, overall, 68% nerfy on the year, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. 50 and 23, but that's 35 and 9 when it's minus 120 or higher. So, it, it, again, sometimes I let the odds dictate okay. where my brain takes me on certain days. The the streaks matter, but, right, you're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. So if the next day starting pitcher is a total gas can, then I don't know how much value a streak has. But on the offensive side, yes the top three guys all slumping at the same time in an order can absolutely lead to a big slump in the yes run first. Yeah. And I think that's the natural follow-up. All right. is like recent form and what these guys are actually hitting like in the top of the order. Also like with Paulie's question about streaks, what about for individual starting pitchers? I think uh, Patrick Corbin was allowing runs ad nauseum a couple years ago, but the guy that really comes to mind was James Paxson. I think it was with the Yankees that one year. Yes. It was like every single yes. game, here's another run for James Paxson. Does any of that matter to you? Yeah, the starting pitcher tracking, I think, is the most important thing. So the offenses are very easy to track. There's plenty of information readily available. There's a couple of stat websites that give you the offense yes run percentages. And right, it's just a math equation. You mm-hmm. take the yes run percentage for an offense, You plug it in against the no run percentage for what that starting pitcher is that day. The starting pitcher data is what's taken me the longest to kind of build up a database for. Because let's be honest, there's thousands, hundreds of of starting pitchers that, you know, openers and these guys. And and so that build a database, I've got a pretty good one going back to 2019. Like I can tell you right now, Jacob DeGrom, I know he hasn't pitched this year, but Jacob DeGrom since 2019 is 67 and nine to the nerf. I mean, when he pitches, that's almost a 90% rate. The Major League Baseball average for a pitcher and and for an offense scoring in the first inning is about 72%. So when I'm seeing 88% for Jacob DeGrom's nerfy rate, and again, that's a pretty big sample going back since 2019. I've got guys that have been in the database for a while. Sandy Alcantara is another one that's just been ridiculous. I've been tracking his numbers. I know overall his numbers haven't been good this year, but his first inning numbers are still pretty good. He's 12-2 and to the nerfy this season. 92 and 26 since 2019. That's 78%. I know when he pitches, it's an above average type nerfy rate. So if I'm seeing minus 110, minus 120 for a nerfy when Sandy Alcantara is on the mound and the opposing pitcher on the other side is average, then I feel like I'm getting a pretty, pretty fair price. Mm, very good. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Jared Smith, our guest, VEASAN contributor and also host on Fox Sports Radio on the weekends. Okay, so then having said all that, Looking at today's card, a full card today on a Tuesday. Does anything stick out at all to you? Is there a better two worth making in your opinion? I, I think if you can find the Mets Astros at, let's say, minus 120, minus 125 or better uh, to the nerfy, I think that's a pretty solid bet. Verlander's numbers haven't been good this year. We know that. I think there's a little bit of a different vibe to this series. 
We saw Max Scherzer yesterday step up his game. He's been on the fence as well with his nerfy record this year, but he pitched well yesterday. And I think Verlander, this series matters a little bit more to the Mets. So you're seeing those veteran pitchers, especially early in the game, give you a little more of their best stuff. But his numbers this year haven't been good, just three and five to the nerfy. On the other side, Fran Valdez is an absolute stud. 13 and one this season, 66 and 19 since 2019. And the data that I looked at, K percentage, home runs per nine, expected FIP, all of that is, is, is flashing nerfy. So I think Astros, Mets, if you can find minus 120, minus 125, I think I saw that at South Point this morning. I think that's worthy of a bet. On the Yurfi side, Rockies, Reds. Anytime the Reds play a home game this year, the Reds are scoring at home in the first inning in over 50% mm. of games wow. played in that ballpark this year. So again, that is an insane rate. Is that going to keep up for the entire season? Probably not, but this is a very exciting team, especially in the first inning. Today, they get a pretty favorable matchup against Noah Davis, who's a youngster for Colorado. And on the other side, Ben Lively. A anytime Hunter Green's not pitching for the Reds, the Yurfi is absolutely in play because he's really the only pitcher that I have serious Nerfy vibes about. Ben Lively for Cincinnati has been really poor this season. Three and three, flat Nerfy record. Um, and the overall data is not good, giving up four and a half home runs per nine in the first inning this year. So basically every other start, he's giving up a home run in the first inning. Uh, so I would say Rockies Reds, if you can find that at around, let's say minus 140, minus 130 would be preferred. I think that's also pretty, pretty decent bet. Very good. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Jared Lee Smith. Excellent analysis, man. Thanks for waking up early here today. We appreciate that. Good stuff, guys. Be good. There you go. Jared Smith, VEASAN contributor, Fox Sports Radio host. You know why? The Yurfi Nerfy has become such a popular bet, right, Paul? I mean, it's the instant gratification. You know it. Yeah. If you have a winner or a loser 10 minutes into the game, you don't have to put up with this nonsense like I had last night with the Padres, up 4 nothing, then up 4-2 in the bottom of the ninth. I know Hader was unavailable. He pitched the previous two days. Now, I'm a loser. It just, you know, baseball, again, you got to be sick and you got to hate yep. yourself. I have Minnesota on a 12-2 and no run. Kansas City, five in a row, Tampa, seven. And on a yes run, I have Cleveland, 11 to 12, St. Louis, six in a row, and Arizona, four in a row. Also, like, betting first fives are no bargain either. Yes, right. You talked about that one with the, the Cardinals yesterday, uh -huh. down five, nothing. How about this? Blue Jays, up six, nothing, trailed eight, six after the, uh, five uh, over the weekend. And the Rockies were up five, nothing. They trailed the Braves, seven, five. Oh. The, the cards also led the Mets 5-1. The Mets tied it up 7-7. Thanks to our buddy Kevin Rogers. The, the first five stuff is becoming almost impossible Indeed. to beat. So we'll give you our best bets for today coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, 
what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. Like to ride streaks? Fading the Royals is a good idea anyways. Uh, they have the fewest wins in baseball. They're 19-53. and 53. And Lyles, the Royals are now 0-15 this year when Lyles starts. Pitched well for the most part, but then uh, the bullpen blew it in the bottom of the seventh. Tigers win, and they cover the run line. The new place, very good MLB card today. I like TCU against Oral Roberts, an elimination game in the College Baseball World Series. I like Strider and the Braves. Strider in poor form, but his own Philly in, in his career. Kershaw only $1.40 against Detmers. I'll take the Dodgers. And I'm I'm with Paul. I mean, Paul Stone makes Air Force could be a favorite in every game until in the first 11. I'll go over eight and a half wins for Air Force plus $1.10. And ready for college football. I mean, that is a very easy schedule. And I'm not that concerned with what they lost because of the offense that they run. And they have a good defense. And certainly, they get San Diego State at home. And uh, they usually do well in the uh, against the, the service academy games. Usually hang in there against Navy and Army. So I'll go over 8.5 with Air Force plus 110. All right, friend. Best of luck today. Yeah, thank you. Loser last night with the Padres. Whiskey and a revolver. I'm taking a day off from Major League Baseball today. It's a tough sport to beat. It's just, it's frustrating, man. It really is. Um, so I'm going football. I'm adding the future myself. Packers to make the playoffs. Wow. Putting my money where my mouth is. I, think, right. plus, I think plus 190 is a great number. Um, those final spots in the NFC are absolutely up in the air. Now, they are better than the Bears. I, I don't understand the Bears hype. And I already saw an early look at the, our football guide, and I went against a couple people. Because they ask us for our favorite win totals. There was a couple Bears over there. I just don't see how the Bears are going to win eight games. I don't understand. the. I don't get the win total here. I'm going to bet the alternate win total when it comes out for Green Bay. The panic here from people nationally to this power rating on the team. I get it. It's the most important uh, position there is in in all of sports. But Rodgers, I don't know how many times I have to say this. Rodgers was not good last year. I ran it down all last week. Like the fall off from his previous two years, it was almost like a Grand Canyon drop off. So love, I know he has all these young weapons, but across the board, good defensive line, borderline elite secondary, still a nice offensive line, really good running backs. I get it, young and unproven wide receivers, but isn't uh, Lafleur supposed to be like Boy Wonder Part Two? Uh, I don't think he's that great of a coach, to be honest, but I'll put some faith in him here to work at, make it work with Jordan Love. And as long as he's like right where Rodgers was last year, they were borderline playoffs a year ago. And again, a four and a half point favorite on the final regular season game of the year to get into the playoffs, which Rodgers couldn't do because he stunk, which he did often last year. So Packers to make the playoffs, yes, plus 190 this year. It's always football season here at VEASAN. So we're giving you our NFL guide early. It comes out June 29th. You get ahead of the upcoming season with profiles on every team, advanced stats, best bets on win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Reserve your copy of the guide. Sign up today, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, I'll give you one more. Now, we talked about this an hour and a half ago, so it's not the same price. Moving numbers every day here on this show. Uh, I still like it where it's at. It's Kaysen Wallace. We had a great guest on Talking NBA Draft. He's not the first person to say this, but Kaysen Wallace from Kentucky to go over 12 and a half. 90 minutes ago, it was plus 105. It's now minus 115. I still like it. I think that there's a chance 
for that number to really get out of control by draft day. So minus 115 for Casey Wallace, something that I really like as well. I can't get enough of this. The Twins, 36 and 37, are in first place. The Red Sox, 38 and 35, are in last place and 12 back. Huh. Rather be lucky than good, right? Yep. Uh, earlier, I, I, I gave out the wrong Mission Impossible. It's Ghost Protocol, not Rogue Nation. That's MI4. I had the right movie, but the wrong title. MI4 is a great start to that movie. Where they and, break him out of jail. Yes. Yeah. And then it starts where the agent is uh, killed at the beginning. Great scene as well uh, with a chase and then shenanigans there. You guys have this, Luke, too? We talked about this with the Bruins. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Bruins winning the cup and then going to Foxwoods. It's, look at the size of this sucker. That's what I'm talking about, right? There's one. It's our guy Hindi. Is that who that is on the right? Look at Is that Chara? Look at the size of that thing. Ten stories high. It's a foot. It's as big as the cup that bottle they're drinking out of. That's how you spend $150,000 at a club. What a scene. Is that a real bottle of alcohol? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. (laughs) I know how big that is. I know. Oh, my God. Good luck. They're all probably wound up like uh, Carlson at the end of the night, drinking out of that thing. Uh, The the tab's hilarious. There's a Stella on there. There's an Amstel light. There's one. One Amstel light. One one at every party. Eh, Yeah. Right? Of course. That's great. Sure. A couple of notes here on ROI, and we can do more on this tomorrow in Major League Baseball. We like to do it every single Wednesday, but I'll give you two. I just talked about how first fives are, are difficult to beat in Major League Baseball as well. The whole sport's tough to beat. Two teams are running away with the title this year for best first five teams. The Rangers are 47, 17, and 8 on the money line. So if you're betting them every game, it's 100 bucks every game, for example, to make it nice and easy, you're up $2,800 this year. That's 20, plus 27.4% on the ROI. And the second best team for the first five has been the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. They're 48, 19, and 8. On a $100 bet every first five on the Rays, you're up almost $2,300. That's plus 18.2%. Those two teams have been crushing it. And by the way, on the run line, both teams are up more than 23% for the first five as well. So we'll do more first games tomorrow. We can do some uh, over-unders on the show as well. The Padres are 44-25-3 and to the under. On the season. They, they've been like wow. with, with a bullet, right? Wow. The entire year. And a vicious beat yesterday. Yeah. Should have been another under. Cleveland 41, 27, and 3. I, I will say, I mean, I want to bring this up one more time because this is, uh, look, I mean, you, you send us something. Odds are if we see it, it's good. We're going to put it on the air. And for the couple people who sent this in, I think it was last start and also today about Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, his Cy Young odds, it's there. He's a hundred to one. His teammate, Zach Gallen is the favorite. I think Zach Gallen's like what? Plus plus one seventy five. very low. And his incredible home run that he's had. Yeah. Okay. Zach Gallen on the years, eight and two with a 2.96, a hundred strikeouts and a 1.13 whip. Those are excellent numbers. Okay. Merrill Kelly before last night was eight and three with a two nine and 96 strikeouts. His numbers are right there with them. Mm. They are right there, folks. He's a hundred to one. Wow. I, I I do think we're going to get some some topsy turviness here um, to this award. I told you I bet, bet Blake Snell took a shot with him over the weekend at 150 to one. He's down as low as 60 to one now. He's had two bad starts. I'm looking at his game log. Merrill Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and by bad, that's four runs. That's his worst start. He gave up four runs against Miami in six innings and in and in, in five innings against the Padres. Here's what I'll, what I'll add on this too. You can't really expect to win a bet. That's 100 to 1 or 150 to 1. However, what you can expect out of that bet is to change and for that number to disappear and for that person to make a run at it. And then if you want to monetize your ticket eventually, if it comes like a two or three man race, then you can get creative on a ticket that's, you know, huge to begin with. And it looks like, I, I think tomorrow we're going to have uh, Joey Tunes on, Joey Fortuna, professional sports better. We've been going back and forth on some messages. He he's the person who bet a thousand bucks on Wyndham Clark. I want to know, like, how many other golfers are you betting? 
He tweeted and, out a couple of them, yeah. Did he? Okay. He had 2,000 on Justin Thomas, for example. Oh, he did. Okay, good. Yes. I think that's a great conversation. Yes, it now. is. Yeah. And so, you know, Ooh. clearly he's got a gigantic bankroll, and he's a really good better anyway. Mm-hmm. And does he do this for every tournament? Is he going to do it for the Travelers, for example? Like, uh-huh. is he making 1,000 or two-dime bets on outrights? And what does he plan for the Open Championship? And then once it's down to, on Sunday, when it's down to only two guys, right? It's Wyndham Clark and Rory McIlroy. Nine to one was available on Rory. Does he come back at all? Left. I doubt that he does. My answer is going to be no. I'm going to yep. say he does not. He lets it ride. And if he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he'll move on to the next tournament or the next event. So, but that's, that's you know, certainly one way to approach it with these awards, too. I, I mean, Merrill Kelly's not going to be 100 to one by tomorrow. B- Blake, um, Blake Snell disappeared in 12 hours. He's got he, the same odds as Scherzer, who's been awful. Yeah, right. Think about that. You Darvish is 80 to 1. No. Uh, who who are we ace. fooling here? Bugazi ace. Yeah. Good card today. Fun season. So many streaks alive. Another thing. Yeah, all these red hot teams, man. Yes. The Reds, can they keep it going here? Hope so. If you miss any of the show, listen back on your own time. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. All you have to do is search, follow the money. Good luck tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.